directors of uh, one of the year's biggest budget movies, if not the biggest budget movie of the year, John Carter, which has come out and been regarded as a massive flop despite nearly earning $300 million at the box office and setting box office records in Russia. It's um, the first of a prospective, although I would say that has been curtailed entirely now. Um, I think they were going to do a trilogy of films based on Edgar Rice Burroughs' 11-volume Barsoom series, um, and basically they're set around... They're sort of like cowboy movies set on Mars, where a Confederate US soldier is transported to Mars and becomes embroiled in their political landscape and all of that kind of stuff. It had very high expectations and it had about 10 different name directors attached to the project before being picked up by Andrew Stanton, whose previous track record hasn't been with live-action films but has been with some of the most profitable and critically acclaimed animated films ever made, Finding Nemo and Wall-E. Um, so he knows how to put a film together, how to put a narrative together, and is obviously an excellent filmmaker. Those skills are not on display here in general. I did actually like the movie. I would say um, it basically starts with this guy who's he's fighting a, in the gold rush in um, during the, I think during the Civil War in America. And the um, Confederate soldiers want him back on side because he's such a great soldier and he refuses and he says he's got this mine full of gold and all of this. And he ends up in being involved in this battle and being uh, finding this cave where he comes across this weird bald gentleman who's glowing and uh, obviously not of this world and then gets transported to Mars. And then there follows a very, very long film, epic in the truest sense, uh, as he becomes involved in uh, a warring between... And it's interesting the way that um, he's the same character almost on Earth as he is on Mars, as there's these different factions all fighting. And he's come from Earth where he's like this loner that doesn't want to be involved in the war anymore because his uh, wife and child were murdered and he doesn't want anything to do with it. And he's sort of forced to fight again, even though he doesn't want to, in, in this conflict on Mars. And there's two sort of human clans of people warring. And there's also, most distressingly, a clan of aliens that are, let's just say they're very Jar Jar Binks. Um, they have that, <laughs> and that's not a plus point. Um, it's a very beautiful looking film. The cinematography in it is breathtaking. They do a very good job of recreating um, Martian landscapes. A lot of the effects aren't as good as you'd expect considering its budget just for filming was $250 million. Um, and I think they added another hundred and something million on for marketing and plus the rest. And even though it made nearly $300 million, uh, Disney Corporation actually posted or said they were going to post something like $160 million swing from profit to loss in the quarter ending in March, primarily due to the performance of this movie, which may put a kibosh on it. Taylor Kitsch is a star, and uh, Lynn Collins... It's basically a love story as well, and Lynn Collins is uh, the female ca- counterpart. Taylor Kitsch may look very, very nice. Um, he's also... He's very competent, but he's quite bland in the lead role. But he, he's likeable enough... He's not like the guy out of Twilight that takes his shirt off. He's actually got a bit more to him. But I actually thought Lynn Collins, who plays the female love interest, was amazing. Not only is she very, very striking to look at, but she had far more personality. And it's a good thing for the movie that the love story actually isn't the weakest part of the movie. Um, 
the plot is too convoluted to really follow or pay attention to and I did drift off many times throughout the course of it but as it sort of came towards fruition at the end and all of the strands wove together I didn't think it was that bad a movie I actually quite enjoyed watching it I would recommend sitting through it um where it really does struggle is it's got unintentionally silly moments in it does have a sense of humor it's not po-faced but there are bits in it you shouldn't be laughing at like there's a bit where he starts um he finds out that when he's on mars because earth has higher gravity he's got the equivalent of superpowers and can jump around and some of the bits where he's showing that i was laughing uncontrollably and i and i know that i wasn't supposed to be laughing uncontrollably and it's too long and it's got too many different strands they could have whittled it back a bit but it's very interesting um i would definitely say it's a film that suits much more to the home environment where you can pause it and go off and do something else for a little bit and come back it must have been quite a slog in the cinema it's over I think it's um it says here it's only 132 minutes long I definitely felt that it was over two and a half hours long it's I would say it's a reasonable a guarded thumbs up there that's uh, I'm going to give that 6.5 and it's weird isn't it that they can spend so much money on effects and I actually noticed the scenery and the cinematography more than I did the individual effects um it's got Mark Strong in it who I've always liked as well he um he uh, plays one of the main characters and he's been very good in everything I've seen him in up until this it's it's a bit of a bland role in this as well although he he's pretty good actually William Defoe's in it I couldn't tell you who he was I think he was one of the Jar Jar Binks aliens so that's John Carter and after this